a Pulp MX Network production. With your support of our sponsors, we have reached over 800 podcasts and counting. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, support your moto addiction by buying from our sponsors. It's the Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. Presented by Fox Racing. The original moto podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Racer X Podcast San Diego Supercross Review. San Diego Supercross. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Presented by Fox Racing, foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer. If your dealer doesn't carry Fox, go to a new dealer. Fox Fox got the Flex Air out now, and uh, the Ryan Dungey's running some stuff. Ken Roxon's running Fox. Lots of guys run Fox and uh, foxhead.com. The global innovation leader in motocross racewear. We thank those guys for presenting this thing. This is the RacerX Online Podcast. I'm Steve Mathis, as usual. Mechanic of the night, Orlando 05. Just want to give everybody my credentials before we get started. And uh, also on the line with me, he is a former top privateer in the sport. Former um, um, German Supercross champion. Former Montreal Supercross champion. Now hawking fly racewear all across the country. The Jason Thomas. What's happening? I remember that Orlando night. That was actually a good night, other than Red Dog endoing. Yeah, the I didn't. It was the great thing was I got five hundred bucks. I didn't have to do anything but like change a bars and pipe. Your silencer. I think you put a new silencer on, maybe too. I don't know, but it looked like a big crash, but the damage was very little, which is good. And then, of course, that was the Chad Reed power uh, cylinder base nut came, coming loose on a starting That's line. Right. Yeah. I had a. I had the helmet camera on, and they used my footage because I was. Uh, I started next to Chad, and mm-hmm. I was watching them do this next to me so i gotta yeah play off that yeah i chipped in for that too it was me rookie and chipping in gothic i don't know if gothic because you know i think we just each guy took one side of the bike you know what i mean of course it was a cylinder base nut on the uh power valve cover and And he was probably like yeah i don't help them yeah yeah yeah, exactly also on the line uh he's uh, my boss he's the editor of racer x online he's the voice of american motocross he's the voice of the gncc's he's the voice of the red bull uh truck snow race he's the voice of uh, quads uh, sometimes the voice of NASCAR pits. Yeah. All right. That's enough. Okay. All right. That's yeah. enough. Are you the Are you the main voice in your household, though? Probably not. Like me. Uh, uh, now you're doing a podcast at uh, eight fifteen uh, Sunday night when you've just gone back from being out of town for two day, two and a half days. Definitely mm. not the voice of the household. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Really. Right. Um, all right. Let's get started. San Diego, JT. You weren't there. You had a WPS sales meeting. So. You were yeah, not, national salesman. You were not able to see the foxhead.com gear. That uh, I don't know what that is. Okay, all right. And um, so Wygan and I were there. We covered the race. Uh, first off, I guess um, bat, let's start with the with the uh, couple of uh, we had a little bit of controversy. Jason Anderson was docked two spots after the race for jumping on the Red Cross. Uh, we did you see this? No, I did not, um, and I haven't. I mean, I literally just got home a couple hours ago, so I haven't had a chance to watch the TV show yet, so yeah. I have no evidence. But, I mean, it was pretty much known, I think, as soon as the race was over. Yeah. Like, I believe they held Sealy down on the podium to, you know, do yeah. interviews and stuff as if he had gotten third as soon yeah. as the race was over. I actually watched it. I watched it with my own eyes. Um, the oh. The lights were on, 
um, to not triple. Now, JT, maybe you can help us with this. So, guys down. Uh, it was Bogle, I think. Lights are on. Everybody singles. Lights go off, but red cross flag still going when Anderson yeah. double singles. Lights. I'm pretty sure the lights were off. They had just gone off. Um, but Anderson double single. So, I don't think that matters. The lights are just a recommendation. The red cross flags are what you need to pay attention to, right? I think both of them count, but you know, one one not being there doesn't supersede the yes, other being yeah, there. Exactly. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, I, if if the lights are on, that counts. You know, you can be penalized, and if the red cross is out, you can be penalized. But just because one of the two wasn't there doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Right. Um, so I watched it, knew it, and um, and then so okay, so Seely was third. Anderson makes up a bunch of time by double singling. Um, and then who's next after that? It's uh, Tomac. Tomac comes by. The lights are still on. He singles. Then it was Roxon and that dude, that group, and the the flags were away, and the lights are go lights are off, and they triple. Like this is JT as a racer. You're trying. You're going balls out for twenty laps to try to make up a second, and. Pure luck, pure coincidence to when a rider gets off the track, you gain two seconds on a jump like that, maybe three. Like, if they're going to do it, they should almost just be like, hey, we're doing it for a lap. Like, everyone has to do this for a lap. Do you agree? Like, it's so random, and it so helps and hurts dudes at random times. Like, I watched Roxon get right back into the race. Yeah, it is frustrating. I, you know, I think uh, it's just the luck of the draw. No, I know there's, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I see your argument for sure. But do I think they're going to ever do that or change that? No, I don't. Uh, I just think it's going to, they're going to leave it up to chance. You know, sometimes you're going to get burned, and sometimes it's going to play in your favor. I just think it's, that's how it's going to stay. Because, like I said, you're spending 20 laps to make up a second on a dude, like hounding yeah, him, yeah, doing yeah. everything you can, and all of a totally. sudden, because I mean, Justin Bogle stumbles off the track at a certain time. Rocks and gains two to three seconds. Is that what it is? Probably three seconds. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say at least, at least three full seconds of if you have to roll all three versus tripling. I right. Mean, I would say maybe even more than that. I mean, it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think of my idea, Weege? Just do it for a lap, everybody. That's it. We're all gonna. It's everyone's gonna be equal. I think it's a great idea because my first thing was gonna be like, hey man, what are you gonna do? That's how sports and racing work. There's there's always gonna be this luck uh, element, and that's just part of the part of the game but then you've actually come up with a very logical conclusion uh so yeah yeah it, it, it could easily be done i sure. don't believe it could i don't believe it will be done but honestly <laughs> it's not that hard i mean it's not no like, you just you just go hey that's yeah people that yeah dungy's dungy crossed once now he's crossed twice now it's over yeah yeah like just don't uh because it's such an advantage, and it, and it is so random, and it could totally change a race. It, we've seen it change races, you know. I can't think of anything off my head, of course, but it has. Oh, um, remember um, there was an issue uh, in 2012 when Stu was on JGR in Atlanta, yeah, and uh, he and Philip Oda were coming through the pack, and I think Stu. Whatever order they were, Villapoto was able to jump the triple, and Stu was not because of the way the lights worked, mm-hmm. the timing of it all. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's, it is what it is. Yeah. No, it's a tough, tough break for Anderson, for sure. Um, two positions. And then sometimes we see time positions, right? Like Villapoto at, at Georgia, 
Atlanta was timed, wasn't it? And it just so happened that the time penalty, he still won. <laughs> but uh, I don't really? know. I don't know how they do it. It's so so random. But, um, yeah, bad, bad bad luck for Jason Anderson. Also, too. Um, well, is that bad, wait, is that bad luck for him or is that him not paying attention? Like, is that bad luck? Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah, you're right. Not bad luck. Um, he, but the, the bad luck would be if say Roxon caught somebody, yeah, because he was able to jump. Well, he did luck. catch I anybody. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he passed yeah. anybody. I can't remember, but he made up a ton of time. He was right there, um, and maybe he right. was in. Maybe there was some. Maybe it was Weimer. Who knows? Some one of those dudes. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, if you're Anderson too, like you're, you know, I don't know. Did you talk to the team after the race? Were they upset about this week? I never got a chance to ask anybody over there, but. Uh, no, it's pretty serious. I ended up interviewing Wacko, Zacco, and Porcel, mm-hmm. uh, and I saw Bobby Hewitt around, and Anderson just sitting there. I, it actually didn't seem crazy, but I mean, this is just me from yeah, you know, wow. ten yards away observing. That's not really. I don't really have a re- eyewitness report. We we do know that you you know last week you observed that you thought Barsha was kidding around. So maybe your observations aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave the observations to uh, Troy when he goes to Arena Cross. We'll leave the <laughs> jab, jab. Um, okay. Uh, the um, yeah. No, you know what? On Anderson, and also too for Anderson. Like, okay, his claim probably was that look, the lights were off, but you doubled, so you almost should have tripled. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're you knew something was up because you just doubled. So yeah, I don't know. Good point. Um. Anyways, uh. Hey, it was uh. The news came out today. I didn't think it was gonna come out today. I thought I thought it was gonna happen, but um. It came out today. Justin Barsha tore a thumb ligament mountain biking the Monday before Anaheim won. It's an old skier's thumb, wrestler's thumb. Uh. JT, you probably had it at some point. A lot of guys have. And um. So he's out for the Supercross season, or out for surgery, and maybe all Supercross season, which is a bummer, for sure. That team. When you look at the effort and the work and the hopes and the money all resting on a dude, and then he has a terrible Anaheim one, and then it's his thumb injury that'll never really get better. That's a massive blow, Weege. Yeah, and then uh, what happened to their other rider? Yeah, yeah. Dude, there's horrible. a massive blow involved there, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, there were several, five massive blows as far as uh, – the concern pike. Yeah, dude, it's a bummer, especially, you know what I think is even more frustrating? If it even happened, say, this Monday, if he at least rode one time, had one decent race, or one race where he kind of knew where he was at, I think that's the bummer part. It's like now this is eternal, you'll never know what would have happened. Barsha will never know, the team will never know, we'll yeah, never yeah. know, like, right, right. would he have been good, would he have been fast? It, it's a terrible, I think, as a racer in a team, where they just ride the emotional roller coaster. Yeah, That's just tough to deal with. Like, they don't even know where they're at. You knew something was up, JT, because, uh, you know, Bam Bam's not a massive fan of Steve Mathis. Um, he came and found me on track walk to be like, hey, dude, I don't know what people are really saying or running the bagging on me, but, man, I got my thumbs really hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, all right. Uh, he's like, yeah, I, you know, I crashed on my bike and twisted it and tore it, and I don't know what's going to happen. So he came and found me to tell me that as I was talking to Phil. So, um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, in that situation, he's probably – Super sensitive to all the things that are being said. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm just saying, you know, it was, yeah. you know, you know, it was bad. Well, so. yeah, he's probably bummed that people don't know. It always sucks to hide an injury, and people yeah. just think you're riding terribly when there's actually more. To yeah, it, but so. you assholes always hide injuries, you know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you can't have it both ways. You're either pumped on it or not. So yeah, gotta, um, I guess this is the better way. You know, I, and I was telling him like I hated to be like, 
Remember that time of the Arena Cross webcast where we just talking about how Reed was right there for the title, JT, and I was like, nah, RV had it. Remember that? Yeah, as JT said that. JT oh, okay, said yeah, close. yeah. That was yeah. And you're like, no, it wasn't close. RV <laughs> okay, it. yeah. These are the times that get me like, you know, my dick, my dick reputation. But um, <laughs> I, I was saying to Barsha, I'm like, oh, you're done, you're done, and I'm just like, dude, it, it, go get it fixed, go ready for motocross. And he's like looking at me, and he's like, I said, I've, I've known like. Two or three guys. Uh, I think Kelly Smith was one of them. Jason Fournette was one of them. Uh, I want to say someone else I knew, like another privateer, had it. You can't. You come up short. You're like back to square one. You can't hold on. It's a terrible injury for a motocross rider. So I was telling him, like, dude, it's not good. Like it's like it's gonna hurt you. And uh, you know, I guess they made the decision. He didn't. He obviously struggled with it last night. He uh, ended up with an eleventh. And he wasn't the same guy, and so they just said, "All right, they already decided on Sunday they're going to have surgery," which I think is a smart idea. But uh, I mean, I don't know, JT. Do anybody's ridden with that? How tough is that? It can't be good. Anything that's going to, you know, get in the way of your grip strength, um, and something like that, where it's it's going to be the overriding factor every time you go out there. You're, you know, you're not even able to to put your best foot forward. You can't ride, you know, practice the same. Um, so I kind of agree with the decision as bad as that is for everyone involved, you know, they have so much money and time and, and really their hope wrapped up in Barsha that mm-hmm. the B2 races in, which were both disappointing. And then now he's just done for yeah. an extended period is, uh, it's gotta be a hard decision to make. Oh, I can imagine. Sometimes you just got to make, you know, even if it's a hard decision, it's still the best decision. Mm-hmm. I agree with it. Um, yeah. Well, the, there are other guys suspended. He's dropping the gate for the wiener dog races. Um, instead of you know behind the gate for for a supercross race, um, and uh, and their other guy is walking the track going, God, this is scary. No wonder why they call this Death Cross. <laughs> so that's their two riders. <laughs> Phil's in. Phil's gonna. Uh... Do you think, Weege, that maybe this whole thumb thing is just a ruse and maybe because of Barsha's performances he's been benched for Phil? Do you think they said that Phil was there to bench, potentially bench someone. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe Barsha's actually been benched and this is just a covert. <laughs> and they even put him out there to tell the press to get the word out to you that some was mm-hmm. bad. You, yeah. you, you took a hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, and they want to get Phil yeah. in. They just, yeah. Is, is that maybe something that could go down? Um, we each, um, yeah. I talked to you. This is hilarious how it works. I land from the flight, which all the JGR guys are on yeah. this morning. I land from the flight, turn on my phone. Our guy Chase Stallo has texted me over and over. Did you get the JGR PR? Where is the PR? Where did this information come from? And I'm like, I write back, what information? <laughs> and he's like, Barsh is out. It's on vital. Why didn't we get this press release? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm reporting the plane right now. Let me ask J-Bone. So I'm chasing them, and I see Coy in a uh, Starbucks where he picks up his um, Starbucks cup that <laughs> has Corey written on it. Corey. <laughs> and uh, I say, hey, Corey, um, did you send out a press release on this? And he's like, no, I just found out about it myself. Um, so they didn't really know uh, about this. Oh. Um, they said, it's your decision. They told, I guess, Saturday night, they're like, it's your decision. You can do whatever you want. You know, if it hurts too much, it's fine. But they did not know he was making the decision. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Vital, Vital MX, breaking the news to everyone, well, including it's, the team. 
It, yeah, it's a press release, though. Like, it's a, something written up. It's not just some rumor, you know? So No, no, no. Um, not for yeah. them. It was a thing. I guess somebody on – I suppose someone from Vital must have talked to him, and then he put out a thing on Instagram. But JJR absolutely did not write or do anything yeah, yeah. or press release or anything Jeez. else. But um, anyway, they also mentioned that Phil has this same thing torn, and he just rides with it. So take that for whatever it's worth. Yeah, Phil I told mean, me the same thing. Yeah. yeah, Phil told me the same yeah, thing. I, it, but, I tore it four years ago. I just, I just ride through it. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, I, it, people are going to say, well, that means Barsha needs to toughen up. But I don't think that really applies because if you're Phil, you're a privateer type guy. You're trying to get a ride. You're trying to get on the track. You're trying to race. If you're Barsha and you're going to get, what did he get, a 15th and 11th so far? Yeah. That's just. Well, um, yeah, that's only that's just bad if you're Barsha. That's just not doing anything for anybody. You, the, if you keep getting 15th and 11th, you're going to be back where you were a year ago, which is in the mm-hmm. dumps, confidence-wise. Couple so of gotta stop. couple interesting Koi Gibbs stories, JT. Um, All right. The new Racer X guy, Kyle, Southern California video guy, ad guy, whatever, editor guy yep. of some sort. Uh, we I'll let you pick it up from here. Oh, yeah, I'm introducing. I bring him over to the truck. I'm introducing everybody in two or three staffers and i'm like hey everybody this is uh kyle he's our new guy california and then coy walks in the truck and goes kyle's an idiot and just keeps walking walks out of the truck <laughs> say, yeah. then later on the wrestler goldberg uh was at supercross and taking a tour of some of the rigs so i'm interviewing uh forrest butler uh for the uh, truck burglary and i'm my phone is blowing up and i'm like what is going on so fine, it's like, oh, my God, we, Goldberg is in our truck. You have to see this. You're the only wrestling fan we know. <laughs> Literally, so, yes. So yeah. I just, yeah, so I just missed Goldberg. Uh, we went two in a row. We got Matt LeBlanc and then Goldberg in back-to-back weeks. Um, so I missed Goldberg, and I'm like, was he huge? And they're like, yeah, he's pretty big. We're wondering if he's the first person that can knock Koi out. And I'm like, what, what's that mean? And Koi's like, oh, you don't know? I can't be knocked out. I, I, it's impossible to knock me out. I cannot be knocked out. <laughs> Just medically cannot be knocked out. It's been documented, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, he's like, I played football and I drove race cars. Never got knocked out. So I cannot be knocked out. <laughs> and I don't think he could have done it either. So sounds we're gonna, like science to me. Right. Sounds like solid science. So we're going to try to get Goldberg to throw Koi over the ropes and see what happens. See if we can knock him out. <laughs> uh, That's what all the JGR guys have going for them right now. And Pike's dropping the gate on the dog race. <laughs> hey, in any other sport, would a suspended athlete be able to like participate <laughs> in anything like that on the actual playing field? Yeah, no, NFL invites those guys all the time down there. All the time you see the suspended <laughs> NFL guys down on the field. <laughs> it happens regularly, you know? Oh, I love it. Yeah. They're out there with Janet Jackson during halftime. Oh, he's right. suspended, but he's part of halftime. It's cool. Pike, uh, Pike is feeling really sorry for his... Uh, his um, fisticuffs. He told me, uh, "Got me nine hundred nine. Got me nine thousand five hundred followers on Twitter." Yeah, he's feeling really bad. So, um, all right, let's go on to the race a little bit. T- tough, tough deal for JGR. I mean, it's nice to have Phil back because it's going to be comedy. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a that's a sucks for that team because Barsha was their guy and everything had been going well according to everybody on the team and everything else. So, yeah, not good. Um, Ryan Dungey won, and it's always easier to be Reed. Chad Reed followed him closely for 20 laps. It's way easier to be Chad than Dunge because you you know you're Ryan's the first one through the lappers. Ryan's the one with the heat on him. Chad can mark himself, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know who was more impressive. Seriously, Chad was great, second place. 
He was phenomenal. His fitness looked great. Dungey was phenomenal, but both guys, Weege, incredible rise by both guys. They gapped everybody. Yeah, and uh, Roxon might have been in that hunt, too. He got the third, and you're like, okay, here we go. And then Roxon went off the track. So Yeah, he was know, going forward. Else, yeah, he was moving forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. But everybody else, yeah, they, after that, they had a huge gap. And I mean, this is a different dunge. Um, I, I dare I say it almost looks like he's better than he even was last year. So this is a this is an even higher level Ryan Dungey than ever. And then Reed was going toe to toe with him. And I mean, he was making it interesting. I don't know what it looked like for people watching on TV. Mm-hmm. Sort of the sucky thing about TV, like that two second gap in person looks like. Oh, he's right there. Yeah. Sometimes on TV it belies it, so I'll have to watch it to see if it looked as close as it was. But it was close. Yeah. And it was every lap. It was a tenth, two tenths, back and forth. Dungey made a few mistakes. Chad got it to a second. It was. Very fun to watch. Like it was intense. Any yeah. big mistake by either one was going to change it. it was I, don't know, I don't know if you could see this on TV, JT. I haven't watched the show either, but Dunger's trying to get to the right hand side of the whoops to like sweep the corner after. So he would come in and he would and he would lose the rear end. It would step out on him trying to get to the right. And Chad was carrying the momentum up and was killing him in the whoops. I don't know if you saw that. That's where Chad was making up time. So you're saying that Chad was making time in the whoops. This is uh, breaking news. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I don't know if you saw that on TV, how much they showed that, if you were, like, noticing that. No, you couldn't really tell too much that he was yeah. trying to do that, but you could tell that Chad was better in the whoops. There's yeah. no doubt about that. And then that rhythm section, I tweeted this a couple times, um, so people are going to get tired of me hearing this. There was a three-three-three-two, and there was nobody doing it as good as Donge. Like, just guys were clipping, guys were over-jumping it. It was tough to do. You had to kind of sweep in wide and, and make the three and the second one. The first three, the second one was higher. Dunch was just so precise on that weege all the time. Just nailed it. Never saw a sketchy moment at all. Yeah, and I mean, he, like I said, he looks even better than he did last year. And also, uh, once he had that lead, Chad was running great, no doubt. But it's weird we're now at the point where it's like, yeah, but it's Dunge. Like, I don't care who's back there. It's going to be hard for anyone to rattle him. And when he made a few of those mistakes, like yeah. you mentioned, going into the whoops, I was almost surprised um, this mm-hmm. season. It's like yeah. five years ago, Dunge had a bit of a rep, you know, as a guy that can get in his head or whatever they called it. But he's not hes not even the same person now. It was yeah. like the chances of Dunge blowing this, uh, it, I mean, it's, you can pretty much take this money to the bank. And in the end, mm-hmm. he won. So it was like, prove it again. It was like the Terminator versus Rambo, a guy riding with heart and skill and savvy versus like a robot, you know? Um, Drago and uh, Rocky then. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, good one. Um, JT, and it's weird because obviously as our Chad Reed expert on this podcast, he didn't look good in practice all day. I know you couldn't see it. I don't know if you watched it online or not. Um, in between Holly and Boyer bringing all the sponsored people up there. But um, he didn't look great in practice. Yeah, he does that. Um, I thought, you know, Anaheim one was surprising because he because he did look good in yes, practice. Yeah, uh, and that's just really not his his mo. Um, even even the years he's been in the title fight, he uh, he didn't even look great in practice a lot of those years. So I don't know what it is about the the one lap qualifying thing. He's just not great at it. Um, you know, he kind of plays it off like it's no big deal. I'm I'm sure he tries. You know, there's no doubt he wants to be good at it. Uh, but I just think it's it's a little bit tougher for him to take the chances, you know, that these mm-hmm. guys do in practice. Um, I think he's just a little bit better of a racer than he is uh, at the one lap thing. Told me he worked on starts all week, and they went on Thursday, and Burner just worked them. 
So he was not feeling very confident about this working yeah, on starts. Yeah. Right. He was like, and they switched bikes and Burner still worked them. So it was yeah. just one of those things where it's like, yeah, maybe Burner should back off a little bit and give his guy some confidence. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's interesting. He, well, he got him this weekend, no doubt. It was good. He was really good. And uh, Some guy, unfortunately, because of practice, uh, some, some guy I know uh, convinced me, begged me to take Chad Reed out of the top three <laughs> on my uh, fantasy picks. Wow. No way. No, top three. Look at him. He's struggling. It's just not happening. Get him off. No. Put him fourth or fifth. To be fair, you had him third. You would have you would have been off. You had him third. Had I not talked oh, talk some sense. I see. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Now we can and yes, that man was you. Right. right. No. Top three no. Uh after two races and oh by the way, uh Trickenard not very good all day. Not sure what's going on. He left the track. When we left the track, and that's like 11.30 at night, so there must have been some big meetings in there. But look, it's early. It's two races. JT, in the 450 class, after two races, who needs to to panic a little bit? Not panic button? Who needs to worry a little bit here? I didn't really see anybody uh, that needs to panic. Let's start with that. Um, you know, trade day was a little perplexing because I would watch him and sometimes you're just like, holy cow, he, was, he would scrub under somebody and move forward, but then he couldn't really put that together lap after lap. Uh, his starts weren't good. Uh, he really struggled on the start. So I think Therese had two races back-to-back where he you know, kind of struggled a bit in the main events. Um, so I'm sure they, you know, that was probably the reason they were around so long, is just trying to, to get this thing turned around before it gets you know, too far into the season and, and points start getting away. Um, but I don't know. I didn't really, you know, Roxon's riding well, but the results aren't necessarily there yet. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we've talked about Tomac is still kind of building uh, to where I think he will end up. So I haven't seen anything too, you know, uh, unnerving from anyone. I just think that Dungey is in a place now where every single weekend where these guys aren't necessarily panicking, but they're not, you know, they're gonna they're gonna let him build up a twenty five point lead again before you know it. And yeah. That's gonna kind of be it. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be like, all right, I feel good. Okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm straight. Oh, look, Dunge is in first, right. 30 points. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to get away before they know it. Um, and, and just like you said, they're going to be ready to go here in three weeks, and Dungey's already going to have a race lead. Weege, what about you? I, I, I'll give you some time to think about it. Um, like you said, Roxon's riding well, JT, but two races in a row that, you know, he has not made the podium, fifth and sixth. Eventually... You know, you, you know, you know, Kenny's awesome, and you know it's going to come around. But ooh, I don't know. He he can't. You know, he can't make any more mistakes. Like it's just, it's like you said, it's it, it's amazing. He hasn't made a podium yet. He's riding well, but results are results. I think uh, I think Roxon and, and Tomac are okay because I feel like this is what everyone on the outside would have been almost saying they need to do. Like for sure, with Tomac is it. Four four, right? Like that's almost exactly what everyone has said. Tomac should come in and just try to get a couple fourths early on. Don't crash away while you're rebuilding yourself. So I feel like he's fine. Mm-hmm. And as far as uh, Kenny, I almost feel like it's a similar scenario because he came out house of fire his first two years in the class, and it didn't work out at all. So I feel like I, I think, and he said this. He, he even said this in his quotes after the race. That I think he's like, you know what? I rather. You know, I'm not going to be too bummed. I'd rather build slowly and, and be good at the end. Yeah. So I feel like Kenny's taking a real low-profile approach. Some of it not under his control. But, but winning two of the first three last year did not work. Yeah, but Weege, when he talks about, hey, building or whatever, seconds and thirds, 
you know, in fifth and sixth, that's that's not that's not what he's talking about. I mean, he, yeah, he, but he's he, not getting yeah. fifth and sixth. He's right. getting work. I right. mean, that's just that's just circumstances. Right. Right. I think I think putting a number on the result hasn't worked before. I think he just is like, I'm just going to try to ride good for 17 rounds this time, and right. uh, it should all work out in the averages. And I think the only thing that's scary about it is just under normal circumstances, you get these points back. Even if Filippoto had this leader, Filippoto would have an issue here and there. But, I mean, you're just dealing with a dude who's not going to get sixth ever. Like, Dungey, well, Dungey get a sixth-place finish all year? Oh, he'd have to fall twice. Uh, yeah. I mean, even Villapoto. Villapoto won a ton. But he could get a sixth or seventh on a on an odd night or something. But, yeah, Dungey yeah. getting sixth. That's that's the hard part. Um, but I think Roxanne and Tomac are okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Anderson's fine. Shelly's okay. I would say if anybody's worried right now, it would be Kennard just because I bet you he's the one out of that entire group that's probably left saying, hmm, yeah, I might have a problem you know, here. Like I don't think Kenny thinks he has a problem. His, Kenny probably feels like he can win well, ready to go next weekend. Nobody thinks they have a problem with two races. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, the AMA does keep track of finishes and points and all that. So no one's going to come yeah, out. Yeah, Kenny you know, has the right to think that he's in it. Kenny rode well. Yeah, you know, no, I don't he did. Trey knows he did. He probably wish he rode better. I don't think Kenny feels that was the problem. The uh, We talked about this on the Fly Moto 60 show, I think. The same top seven. Different order, of course, but the same seven guys um, yeah. were in there uh, at round two. So let's t- keep an eye on this going forward and see. James Stewart tried to ride practice. Um, didn't look very good. 12 fastest, I think, in that second practice and uh, and pulled out. Probably a smart idea. So who knows what his status is for round three. But top seven guys, um, you know. Both races, so we'll see. There could be some sort of separation going on here. And uh, those are our race winners slash title contenders or whatever. But have you have you changed your opinion of Reed at all, Weege, after two races? I haven't. This is this is fine. Like, this is what I thought. Good. On it. Podiums. Win. Or two. You know? Yeah, I have. I was a little worried going in. I wasn't sure he would have this. And it's like... Uh, son of a bitch, there he is again. Same Chad Reed as always. Literally exactly the same. Right there, like always. Bike brands, teams, years, age. It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Especially when he gets one bad year. You can just you can just count on the massive rebound. Yeah. Uh, especially when he gets the brand switch, I think you had mentioned. So, yeah. yep, I was like, because last year he seemed so ready, and it didn't go well. It just scared me, thinking like, uh-oh, have we passed the point where even if all his bases are covered, it's just not going to work out anymore? Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 Same guy. Nope. Same guy. So does he just keep riding forever, JT? Because, you know, he's one. Of the, he said, like, I'm just going to keep riding until I feel like I'm not competitive. Well, it's two races in, and he's very competitive. So should we sign him up for 2017? Well, I think the, you know, the factor there is going to be – competitiveness which he's showing he's got styled um that's why i believe he had such a tough time securing a deal this year just people felt like he lost that competitive edge uh and then you know god forbid an injury you know i I think an injury uh could be the difference and and let's just hope that doesn't happen but just something where you know it takes him out for an extended period like 2012 or something stupid like that right um that would be i think the final straw as far as trying to put a deal together again after an injury like that because getting companies to invest at his age is tough because you know you have a finite time to get a return on mm-hmm. it jake weimer we jt jake weimer 
Riding Sounds well. good, man. That's, yeah, it's hard not to cheer for Jake, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he had such a tough run at Cowie. Then he, you know, against your wishes, stayed on a Kawasaki. Uh, and had a rough go again last year. Well, you know, let's be honest, it wasn't great. Um, and But, man, it's awesome. It's, it's really tough to not be a Jake Weimer fan after everything he's been through the past few years. Started eighth, got shuffled back to 11th, and worked his way back up to eighth, and he was all over Connaught on the last lap. Now, probably Trey was, was cruising, but... Um, yeah, nice riding by Jake Weimer so far. Pulpamex is number one athlete right now. He's our guy. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. Yeah. What do you see out of him, Weech? I talked to him after the race, man. He was, uh, yeah, I talked to him after the race. He was, uh, he, it was really funny. I went in there and everybody's pumped. Like a bunch of people were over there in the rating. I saw Bones from Pro Circuit and, uh, Roger from Seven and a lot of people. Just a lot of, like, like JT saying, I think everybody was excited for him and that's why I wanted to go over there. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I felt good, but, Ace. Like, that's just where you're at. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah. who wasn't able to pay attention and watch closely, if you're just reading the results right now, you're probably like, oh, Weimer got eighth. But um, you could just see it. I mean, he passed through some guys that yeah. he wasn't passing through the last year or so. And eighth is good against this, this group that we have right now. So it was awesome. It was really good. Um, Millsaps kind of told me the same thing. He made a mistake, fell down. First lap, he's like, what are you going to do with this, you know, with this, with this pack of guys? So. He's yeah. kind of right. Yeah. And uh, Brayton had some rear brake problems, so that was his uh, his reasoning for dropping back pretty quick. I mean, look, he led a lap. Um, I don't. He says he got the whole shot. We need to see this. The AMA sheet said he got the whole shot, but then I thought I heard Chad get the whole shot check and everything. I'm confused Chad about that. Okay, so yeah, Chad, Chad did have the check. check. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. welcome to Doris's world, because on the results sheet, it says Justin Brayton got the whole shot. He has the X next to his name. The same uh, same scoring they had at Monster Cup. Yes, I was time. just going to say same Monster Cup issue. These these guys, yeah. honestly, like, does it ever? Do they ever do something where you're just like, yeah, those are our guys. They got it. You know what I mean? Nothing. Nothing ever works. Yeah, you know, it's just unbelievable. So even the Anderson penalty, like you could say, well, they, that guy messed up and they penalized him. But what were the circumstances? The light went out on the red. And the and the flag still went. Yes. You know, uh, it's just, and then other times have been timed. You know, other penalties have been timed for that kind of thing. Other things have been positions. Mostly they've been positions, but there's been a few times docked, you know. But, like, okay, anyways, right, I'll just go on for, I, I would literally go on for 20 minutes if I don't just step away. But, so, Brayton had some rear brake problems, got the whole shot, led a lap. He probably would have done better. Um, but he's off to a nice start, too, JT. Yeah, he rode, uh, he rode all right. You know, I, I yep. think. He came in with pretty high expectations after a great off season, uh, but the, the key thing is, is that he's kind of in the mix at least, uh, which he really wasn't last year. You know, he had an injury uh, early in the season, which really derailed kind of the whole season, uh, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, even if the results on paper isn't exactly what you want, they're making steps in the right direction, and, and getting good starts is uh, is going to be key to keeping that going. I think. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. And starts are starts are on point. Um, Christophe Purcell. Where do we start? He's just Purcellian, right? He's just just Purcellian. We he told you he was getting lucky. Yeah, that's right. After uh, practice, this time it was the first time practice, second practice where he threw down a heater. And I said, dude, how are you not even riding Supercross for five years and never in the 450 class? And you're just, I can do a lap as fast as any rider in the world. I'm getting lucky. 
I'm getting lucky. That was his explanation. Started. He, I talked to him after the race, too. Mm-hmm. Do you remember last year he said, um, what did he say in the Nationals? He's like, it was he named, like, by the ninth moto of the season, he'll be on it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, like, exactly that. It was, like, high point, that exact moto. He said it will take the first six rounds, and then by round seven, he'll be ready to battle these guys. That's what he said? Yes, be ready. Yep. Oh, man. The five years off cost him. He's he, he surprised he's going this fast in the practice, right. but he said it's really weird racing dudes and jumping next to dudes and battling dudes. That's what he's got to get used to again. But he thinks by round seven. Okay. All right. Be fine. All right. Keep up to date. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Sell. Yeah. Fantasy. He probably will, though. Watch him, watch him get eighth, 11th, 12th, 15th, and then third at round seven. <laughs> right, right, right. Nice to see Dean Wilson win a heat, JT. That was awesome. Yeah, they're good. Uh, he did. You know, the the main event finish isn't quite there yet, but it's uh, and the other you know, heat as, and the other heat was just slightly more stacked. But hey, whatever. Yeah, but he still wrote good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He can't. He can't. He can't change. No. That, so hey, he, you should. Race is on the line with you. I don't know if you noticed it on TV, but on, on a stadium, he was really happy. Like it, it really meant something for him. And JT, Weege and I were debating this. JT, did he win a Daytona heat? I think he did on Chad's team, right? Uh. It's think so this was I the whole we can work with speed he's a wild horse that yeah, era i think you want to see him and he led for you know 10 laps or whatever in the main yeah. Event, right yeah i don't know but so we thought he'd won a heat before but anyways he was pumped he was really happy you could see it well he's had a rough go and that's yeah. uh that's a big stage to kind of let everyone know you're you're putting your best foot forward and yeah. you know turning this thing around um what else? Bopping. I, Bopping was out there for practice, and then he never went out for the third practice, so he must have crashed. He got hurt. Chisholm's hurt. He has separated his shoulder. Sore ankle. Really jacked up, so I don't think he's out for a little bit. That sucks. He, did you see what happened there, Weege? I did not see that. I don't know what he did. No, I just saw him in the heap uh, on the base. Of yeah. the, Could have been that, that knuckle. Triple. I'm going to assume that knuckle. The, yeah, I'm going to assume the knuckle got him. Did you notice that, JT, on TV? Before the triple, where Bogle yep. went down, after the table yep. section, on, 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 on. There was a knuckle at the end of this tabletop, and, and no one could really figure out what it was doing there. Yeah, I just think that's a, that's a product of them trying to think outside the box. Yeah, there was there was no landing. It was basically a jump on, jump off, go over. But if you jumped off, there was nothing to land on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think they're trying to think of something different, uh, which I'm okay with. I don't necessarily think that was a home run, but yeah, you know, new obstacles are, are what we need. I just think yeah. we need to break out of the mold of the same. Step on, step off, right, left, triple, you know, whoops that we've had for, yeah. you know, 20 years. Guys were a little little puzzled in track walk. Those tabletop sections only had a jump off on the left. No, on the right. They only had on the right side. If you want to go left, you had to go, like, all the way over the tables and make a whole, like, whole thing. And everybody was like, well, we're all going to fight. We're all taking the right and going on, 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 you know. And eventually, for the second or third practice, they made it all the way across. And you're like, okay, that makes sense, you know. It was, yeah, I think they're just trying to make options, but it doesn't always well, play out, I think, how they draw it up. There was zero chance of anybody going to the left. You know what I mean? Like, zero. Yeah. So. Well, I think they were maybe hoping that the guys on the left would try to skip off of no whip, no whip, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's – a lot of times they do that. They'll make one side where you have to, like, race off of it versus the whip, and it doesn't always work, you know? That's, no. That's, the upside is that they're willing at least now to change mm-hmm. it, where back in the, I, I remember years ago, they would just say, like, oh, that's it. You know, they're just going to run it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Weege, when Freeze got into the lead, you was a wrestling <laughs> fan. You could appreciate that. I know you could. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And and also, I think you have to guys to give the guy credit for either the complete ignorance or the balls to have all this happen. And Michael Lessey style, that's the way they operate over there, clearly did not affect him at all. Wasn't like, you know, this weekend I'm just going to play cool, maybe just start <laughs> mid-pack, low profile. I'll cause it. Nope. If I can pull the whole shot and lead the main event, sounds good to me. <laughs> the four horsemen, man. The four horsemen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even Genova, he holds. Hey, I heard behind oh. the scenes. I heard uh, secretly, or not secretly, but it just wasn't announced, but I heard that uh, Freezy is on permanent probation now. I just heard this today. Oh, yeah? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my guy Aaron Hansel ran into Genova, I think, at the airport or something. Okay. He's like, yeah, he's on permanent probation now, so there you go. And we, you said Genova even he even taunted Chad Reed with the whole shot on a scooter. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, these downtown stadiums, there's a huge mess. So, like the pits are like blocks from the stadium, and they have to have all these bike lanes that are in um, cages and fences and all this stuff. And security guards like they have to stop for traffic. So at one point, Reed, some privateer, Reed and some privateer, and then Genova on a scooter all lined up together, and the security guard says go. And Genova pulled the whole shot on Reed on his Zuma and then pumped his fist. So <laughs> this is what Moto Concepts does. They do not care. They will lead anybody. <laughs> they don't care. Smart top. Um, and Phil is pissed at the 800. He says that Mike's got one coming. He says that Mike just cleaned them out. And I never saw it, so I can't say for sure. And I asked Phil if he had any video because I do need to see this. And Phil's like, no, no video. Nobody's filming Phil, Phil's I guess. Phil's guy. What? Yeah, no, he's, he was guy. he was on Team Alessi on a KTM. Yeah, that's where he made his yeah. mark. Tony was Tony Tony and the Varn Dog. So, <laughs> um, anything else from 450s JT stand out for you? Not really. Um, it was after after Anaheim won craziness. It was kind of pretty mellow i thought you know yeah tr- um, track had something to do with that too really kind of basic you know short lap time stadium floor wasn't very big so was it was it new dirt was it new dirt there because it was definitely different i don't know i never heard that but i didn't ask it just looks so loose yeah yeah you know, compared to normal right yeah that's probably a good question figure that out it rained a lot um it rained all friday and yeah. uh you know they pulled the tarps off which the tarps do you know majority of the job but it Definitely changes things up. Mm-hmm. Look at some wet, though. I wonder if that mattered. Yeah. Good, man. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Yeah. The Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Uh, listen to this commercial from Racetech. They got a brand new motor department there, and uh, you can save it on the motor or suspension department using the code PUPAMEX2015. And uh, also, a Michelin Starcross 5 tire is out. So listen to these commercials. Don't fast forward. Listen to them. Memorize them. Use them. And then we'll be right back with uh, Jason Wygant and Jason Thomas. Hey, thanks for listening to the VTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Racetech. Uh, trust me on this. There's a, more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you... 
Eh, probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in the Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven, they work with uh, Ben Lam- also, they're back with Ben LeMay, and uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Racetech? Go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire they cover all the uses key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting traction handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. Racer X Podcast presented by Fox Racing. San Diego Supercross recap. All right, let's go 250s. Well, I thought Zach Osborne was going to win because... Webb did not get a good start, and he looked to be buried, and he had a lot of fast guys to get through to even make it to Zach, who had a two- or three-second lead. And golly, Cooper Webb just worked those guys. Like Savachi, Craig, Smith, even Zacho, who made some mistakes. I mean, he grabbed the lead. Let me look here. What lap it was. It was uh, 10 or 11. No, it was 12. So he grabbed an 11. Oh, wow. Um, you know, like way sooner than I would have thought. Like I would have said, hey, if he's going to win, he's going to have to work up and get this guy in the last lap or two. Instead, he got it on lap 11. I don't know. JT, he was on fire. Yeah, these guys got a tough road ahead of them if they're going to knock him out of you know, out of this title. Um, honestly, you just watch. He's just better. He's just better than everyone else in the class. And I, I know that's a bit redundant with the number one plate on this bike, but 
Uh, he's just the best guy. So I don't, unless he, unless he purposely, or well, not purposely, but unless he just, uh, you know, has a huge error and throws this thing away, he could sweep this thing. I mean, I think it's possible now that I've watched a little bit more. Um, yeah. Uh, did you think that Zacco was going to win? I thought it was possible, but then I just, you know, I started seeing some mistakes, and I just thought that, you know, Cooper, after watching how, how mature Cooper approached the, the mm-hmm. situation at Anaheim 1, you know, unless Zacco just raised, raised his pace to where Cooper couldn't do anything about it, I think Cooper just kind of measured it and was like, oh, I'm going to get there. As long as I can just keep making time, I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's really impressive to see a rider his age be that, calculated yeah. and not not panic and just be like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm going to get these guys. And it really, I think it speaks to how he views the rest of the guys around him too. Uh, because if you, I, I honestly think if you know you have everyone covered big time, you don't panic. Yeah. You just are like, yeah, I'm going to get these guys. I'll just, yeah. just give me some room here to where I can get clear and I'll cut the gap down. So that, that's what I view from the outside. I still think though, Weege, like he's, we knew he'd win or we not knew he'd win. We all thought he'd win. We all thought he was a favorite. I'm surprised he's this much better. And and we thought he'd be better, but I'm surprised he's this much better so far through two races. No, I'm really not. I mean, no? I mean okay. dude, this guy is, I think he's pretty much signed a really big dollar 450 contract that the entire industry has pretty much said this is the next guy. So I don't think at that point you can over, I don't think you can outdo okay. that level of hype. I don't think it's possible. He was hyped to the max and he's delivered to the max. He's, he's turned to 11 both in reality and in everyone's mind. What permanent number is he going to pick next year? Will he take the two? You're just handing him the uh, outdoor title? Championship? I think so. Handing it to him now? I don't know. Oh, okay. Why not? You're handing him the outdoor title? Sure. Wow. What? Really? Is it done? That's done. You know, yeah. There's a guy who has a race that has two no. in a row, right? Didn't, didn't Duke call you guys? It's done. Oh, oh he did. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's bold. <laughs> well, you guys seem to be on that on that path. So, um, uh, Savachi was uh, all right. Um, he was the only guy in the main 250 class going three, 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 three. And Jordan Smith, first ever podium, led some laps, starting to click a little bit. Weege with Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really worried about all those Geico guys. Him and RJ and like they, you could see that they could potentially be good, but they weren't quite. There was no guarantee, mm-hmm. but uh, they might have something now. Yeah, RJ, unfortunately, who knows? But yeah, he's down and out. But this could be something. And Craig Jordan, was. Oh, go ahead, JT. I was going to say Jordan also sang the national anthem at the Panthers game today. That oh. was interesting to see. Oh, okay, all right. His name? Jordan Smith. The guy that really? the guy that sang the national anthem. Yeah, it's Jordan Smith. Oh, who knew? Oh, wow. We we saw Jeremy Malott thought sang the anthem this weekend. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard a lot from Red Bull singing that Monster Energy Supercross. Very strange. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? They're sharing. They're sharing company. Um, there's no rivalry at all. They love each other. No. no. Christian Craig is fast. Looks great, and just he's just got to calm down. Just kind of makes too much mistakes. Wants to go, go, go. But you know his skills are there, and, and he looks great. He's got not great finishes fourth this weekend, but it's coming. He'll 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 be all right. I'm sure he's pretty frustrated right now, but he's got some skills. Yeah, I yeah. Think, remember, he 
he hasn't raced in a long time. It's I, he, I know he's going fast on the practice track, and he can go fast in practice. But they put him together in a race, which is something he'd always kind of struggled with already. I uh-huh. think he's already way, way better than he ever was. Yep. 1.0. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's coming. One of these weeks he's going to podium and then start reeling them off. What do you think, JT? Same thing. Yeah, the riding's there. It's just, uh, you know, he's mm-hmm. got to find a way to minimize the problems he's been having. Um, I almost think he tries a little bit too hard. Yeah. Uh, he just tries to go a little bit too fast. And, you know, Supercross is finding that balance, uh, which I, which is what I've seen out of Cooper Webb more this year than anything. Is he's, he's, it's almost slowing down for him, like, a, you know, a quarterback in their fourth or fifth year, you hear that, that phrase over and over and over. Mm-hmm. It just seems like things have slowed down a lot for Cooper this year where he's going as fast as ever, but it's just not doesn't seem fast to him. Yeah. And when I watch Christian Craig, he's going really, really fast, but it seems like it's fast for him almost, and that's where the, the trouble starts to happen. Yeah. Alex Martin had a rough night, had to go to the LCQ and got the last spot, got 11th. Aldridge just stayed on two wheels, put it together. Colt Nichols. Maybe there's something in the water over there at that cycle trader uh, Rock River team. Man. Cole Nichols has been good through two races. Although, yeah. to be fair, JT, uh, you know he looked good in cross line too until he got hurt. Yeah, he's running good, man. He's really under the radar uh, for you know for the pretty much zero talk there was about him <laughs> coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's been really really good. So um, happy to see him. You know, kind of. Uh, I didn't honestly even know that he was going to be on that team until we got close, and uh, that right. just goes to speak for the, you know, just a kind of silence on, on the hype machine for him, but um, he's, he's getting better and better. You know, he, he was getting top tens around that 10 spot last year, and he's just improving on it. Do you guys know what he looks like? Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, if I saw him, I could pick him out of the lineup. Weege? I don't think I could. No, I don't know what he looks like. So. Yeah. Um, good job, though. For Colt Nichols. Yeah, nice to see. Dakotas was up there, went down on the first lap. Bummer for Jimmy D. He had the fastest lap in his heat race, too, so that was good for him. Kyle Peters, seventh place. You know me and Kyle Peters. I don't need to go on about Kyle Peters, but no one else does. Probably doesn't even Kyle Peters does. Um, what else? Uh, Oldenburg was good. Did he, Was his crash on TV, JT? Uh, trying to remember. It was high side that. after the finish. Onto the start straight. No, oh. no, they did not show it. No. Just coming on, and they're hauling ass right there. By yep. the way, Tomac was the fastest guy there. He was really hauling ass. And Oldenburg's rear end stepped out and grabbed and just whew, to the ground. It was ugly. Yeah, some of those guys were using that outside berm. Yeah. Just rocketing out of there. Yeah. Um, and Oldenburg, I think, what was he? He was fast all day, Weege. And I think when he went down, let's see here. Yeah, he was sixth. So it was good. It was he, he, Oldenburg's pretty good. Like we saw him last year on Jimmy's team and showed some skills. He's also yeah. on the ground a little bit here and there, and but he's he looks good. Yeah, so I think he's he was a third fourth. Yeah, third or fourth, right? That's I think um, he was. Fat. I think he's gotten at least fifty percent less of the crashes than like. He was fast last year and crashed last year with Jimmy's team. He's crashing still this year, but it's not yeah. as bad. Uh, he had some huge hits. Like he, he was getting fast lap and crashing in the same practice last yeah, year. So yeah. Now he's cutting it back. Yeah. At this 250 class, man, you never know. It's just same thing we're saying with Craig and mm. I guess Colt Nichols, too. You just never know if they're going to find it or not. They all have the, the tools. Shake up at the mechanical world, everybody. Donk. 
is with Cole Thompson. So, I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Mm. I don't know. No, I did not. He might have written three or four hundred words on Instagram about the switch or whatever and his emotions about it. But yeah, he's with <laughs> he's with he's with Cole Thompson. So, um, what? Oh, the uh, the ever building barn pros Chris Howell rivalry. You guys want an update on that? Yes, of course. I just the results. Did they battle to the end? They battled. Oh yeah, Martinez sixteenth and Howell seventeenth. Dude, this is a rivalry to keep an eye on. Can Chris Howell extract his revenge on Barn Bros? For yeah, do, for, a one man gang for dropping him. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT May, Hayden Melross uh, got fourth in the heat. Rode well, so he gets fourth in the heat. My phone buzzes. It says Red Dog text. And I said to Weege, this could be anything right now. Like, who, <laughs> like you never know what this guy is going to say. Right? Because he's working with Mel Ross. I don't know if it was right after the heat, but it was soon after. And I'm like, Weege, what do you think this is? He's like, I don't know. So I open it. Yeah, it could be anything about, like, a, something it, about the concession stand or dude, could be a football like, game. Yeah. Or... Last, week he, last week in the middle of the day, he texted me and said, there's a lot of yellow flags out there. All right, thanks, Steve. Um, this week it was uh, hashtag Mel Ross carry on. <laughs> thank, thank you, everybody. Tim Ferry, that's that's his training. Hashtag Mel Ross carry on. Thanks, Timmy. So, um, hey, did you guys see? Okay, that's that's TV class. A couple things to wrap up here on the Racer X podcast with Jason Wygan and Jason Thomas. Do you have any problem with um, Anderson's passes on Barsha or Seeley? Barsha in the heat, Sealy in the main. Do you guys have any problems with that? I mean, he's aggressive, but I mean, where are we well, at? Where are we at in society where we just freak out over something like that? Because I did see some people on Twitter. I wasn't freaking out. You know, I think uh, he's going to have him coming back to him. There's no doubt about that. So if you're good with the repercussions, then you know, do what you got to do. Uh, but I can guarantee you, when Barsha, Barsha's not going to forget it, and Sealy's not going to forget it. So. Yeah, when they get their chance, they're gonna they're gonna pay him back. You know, I, I don't know how the AMA viewed it, but at the same time, I was you know my thought was, you don't see Dungey doing that. You know, that's not just I, you know, obviously we're we're on the heels of this James Stewart thing, but I I will argue with anyone whether that was intentional or not. But when you get into these tit for tat type things, you that those are really prohibitive for winning a championship because you just can't afford that. You know, craziness night where guys knocking you down and you're out there, you know, thinking you're going to fight and do all that stuff. You just can't do that. So, I don't think it was the smartest move. I, I applaud his aggressiveness. I just think he needs to maybe tone it down a little bit from that and and maybe well, get in there, bump a little bit, and get past it. You can't. You just can't do that because it's going to come back on you. I agree with you. If you if you live by the sword, you got to die by the sword. But there's nothing wrong with that pass. Like that's super cross. It's aggressive. It's there's some contact. Sometimes you got to make room. He was going faster. He came in the turn faster. So I'm with you all the way. But that, like, I would never think an AMA guy should look at that and be anything wrong with that at all. Yeah, I don't think they did. Right? Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. But there's people who want him banned, of course. You know what I mean? Like, that's your, what you're saying is 100% correct that, um, you know, it's going to maybe come back to him or whatever. But there's nothing wrong with that pass. Like, that's just hard racing. And yeah, it could come back to bite him. But. I mean, if we yeah, can't, I don't think yeah. that any any rider. Yeah, I don't think Barsha or Sealy would say, "Hey, you got to just fall iron for that or do something crazy." Yeah, 
uh, they're just it's gonna you know they're yeah, gonna handle yeah, it on yeah. their own. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I understand that. I just you, you just can't, you can't take you can't base what's right and wrong or what's realistic and not realistic off of Twitter opinions. That that's yeah. What I'm learned. just asking. No, I'm just asking. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I right. just I've had the same tweets you have. You know, pretty much. And I just shake my head and. Oh, do you, know, you have the same? Wrong. Do you have the same hockey tweets that I have? Because I have hockey guns too. No, I'm I not familiar with that sport. Weege, what do you think? Yeah, that's what Supercross is all about, man. If any of that doesn't happen, right, um, it'll suck. Like I really thought, you know, it was cool. Like Barsha was being Barsha. You know, at one point Anderson tried to pass him on the outside <laughs> after the whoops, and I'm like, here it comes. Yeah, here it comes. You just know, and I think it's cool. I'm like, that's Barsha. You know what you're going to get. You know, that's what makes sports cool that these guys are like characters in their own way, and they have. Uh, reputations, and they always do what they're expected to do. Same thing with Pike and Freeze. You knew with Freeze this was going to happen. You knew with Pike was going to happen. And then you also knew with Anderson. I mean, Anderson's a cool guy off the track, but, I mean, there's a lot of dudes on yeah. the track. Yeah. It is mess, but so I'm like, Barsha's going to get him, Anderson's going to get him back. And that's the kind of stuff that's fun to talk about as fans. So, yeah, I don't think anyone's trying to re- deregulate that. that that's, not, why you would. that's not dirty riding, you know? To me. You remember how Hardy hit Pike at Atlanta last year? Mm, no, I don't. But blasted him off. I mean, he was, blasted uh, Weimer. So this is nothing new for yeah. Jason. This year. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that yeah, it's yeah. the best approach for a championship. Ask Ask Dan and Bradshaw about that. Yeah. No. No. You're right. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. You're You're just kind of you're racing for the wrong reason, as they say. Right. You're not. You're well, thinking about other things. Just going forward. I mean, Kehoe. Kehoe told me he pulled Barsha aside first or second year in the class and said, bro, the, even the dudes in practice that are high two digits and three digits as you're blasting off the track in practice, you're going to lap those guys one day. You're not even going to need them. You're not going to fight them for a title. You're way better. But you're going to lap these guys one day, and they're going to remember this stuff. And you can't be doing this to dudes. You know, and he was he not. Never mind the competitors. He was Keo was also worried about lappers because these guys also have memories. You know, so and so yeah, yeah. kind of just tell Barsha like yeah, you don't have to knock somebody down to make their life difficult. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I like it though. I mean, whatever. It's racing. It's fun. I don't have a dog in the fight. And yeah, maybe they're going to come back to get him. They got to catch him first, I guess. But if you did uh, have a dog in the fight, what kind of dog would you put in there? A basset hound. Oh man, you're going to lose that fight. Well, time, you know what? They're low. They're built. They're low to the ground. They're tough to topple over. They're like, um, you know. I wouldn't even say they're exactly quick on their feet, though. No, but you know they're slow and steady. They're there for the fight, for the long haul. Well, like a garbage truck, staying like a yeah. I don't even know. Um, what bug? So yeah, Pike dropping the. What was the weirder thing? Uh, Pike dropping the gate on uh, the dog race, the wiener dog race in halftime weech. Or Vince Freeze leading the main event? Oh, man, that's a good question. I'll go with Freeze by a nose. Um, by a wiener. I mean, the pipe thing was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a varying scale of how big that distance would be then. Depends um, who we're talking to. So I'll go with, I'll go with Freeze leading that, that main event against all those heavy hitters on all those factory bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty impressive. For, uh, I mean, I already said what I said about Pike. That's not happening in any other sport. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, come on down. Hey, everybody. Sure. Hey, everybody. Pac-Man Jones is uh, on the field. He's uh, he's with Coldplay at halftime show. 
So <laughs> he's going to help the team with the coin toss, even though he's a uh, banned from competition today for trying to kill somebody. But he's going to be there to help the team with the coin toss, Captain. <laughs> uh, um, what about Stu? What about Stu? Is he racing this weekend? What do you think, JT? Uh, I would say he'll try again. You do? You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he rode. You know, I, he, it wasn't like he couldn't ride. Mm-hmm. Um, just concussion symptoms are a funny thing. They're, you know, we, do, we just don't know uh, enough to, to really, you know, because every concussion is different, every head is different, every brain injury is different. So there's just no way. Mm-hmm. Science hasn't progressed enough to say, yep, yep, you're about six days out, you know, from being 100%, no symptoms. So it's just going to be a trial and error situation, I'm afraid. And that sucks for him. You know, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that's no fun and no fun for the team to have that level of uncertainty, but there's really no other way to do it. Yeah, what do you think, Weege? Yeah, I'd expect him to certainly try again. And I, I, he, he must have felt fairly close to have gone out there and did the first two practices this week. So by that, you would think, okay, he'll get good enough in another week. But JT's right. It's hard science to figure out. And I even said to uh, uh, Jake, who's Suzuki's PR guy, and then eventually saw James himself, and I said, you guys got to help us out here because, I mean, in general, the question we're going to get asked is, I saw a guy knocked out cold for, like, minutes, and then he's just okay a week later. Like, people are going to ask about this. You're you're really well, on to this, and I don't get it, Weech, to be honest. I don't get well, why you're on to this. I don't get why you're what? like – you're like Edward what? – what's the dude with the – what's Woodward – what's Edward – Woodward and Bernstein, what were their first names? <laughs> what were their first names? Anybody know? Edward, I think, was one Watergate of them. Watergate guys? Yeah. Uh, I'm Bernstein. Bob I Bernstein Okay, well, you're one of those idiots because that's what you're doing right now. Like, like there's, like he cro- he knocked himself out. There's no doubt. Many many guys yeah. have, including Jason Thomas on the line here. Um, there's a test. He passed it. There's no conspiracy, and he's fine to go. Oh, oh, like, oh no, oh, well, Zach Bell apparently knocked himself out in Dallas one year, and he passed the test. And everyone on Earth says, well, that clearly means the test is BS. They didn't take the. T- they didn't say, "Well, I guess that that's a test, no problem." I they no. Hey, you like to speak with you. <laughs> What's that, JT? Yeah, hey, you can see us. I like to speak with you. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. I can see us get well, in the mix with Asterisk. They had to go. It was a huge battle over this test is accurate. Well, it can't be because we saw a man unconscious and you let him race. And I think we now know that. I think back in the day they used to say, "Yeah, you get a concussion one weekend, you can take the week off. You race the next weekend." And now they know that that doesn't necessarily. It could be a month or two months. No, but, so, like, I remember yeah. I was saying this exact same thing for the Zach Bell thing. There's a test. It's not made up by Asterisk. It's, thank God it's not made up by the AMA. It's a real legitimate test that neurosurgeons and doctors have come up with to test reaction times, et cetera, et cetera. And he passed it. And he's allowed to raise. Like, I, I don't. I know. I, but I, that's what happened with Zach Bell. And everyone said, well, I guess the test is bogus. Well, you can't listen to everyone else. Like JT just said, they're morons. There's a test. He passed it. He's good. Yeah. But we have to answer the questions that people are going to ask us to ask, which is all the people that say this test must be bogus. Well, did you just. That's t- what I just. Going to think. I just told you what to say. You're a moron. There's a test. They passed it. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, I get it. There's questions because everyone thinks there's conspiracies and everybody else thinks all this crap. I get it. But you can't, um, you know, it's, I'm 100% okay, confident. I'm kicking back. If I had a bitmoji right now of me in a lawn chair, I would send that to you both. I'm good. 
You know what? One, oh. one thing I'd like to ask if I ever yeah. talk to a neurosurgeon or a specialist in this field is, why isn't there a test, uh, or maybe there is, but it's, <laughs> Wait, not, I just, you know, it's not applied sorry. to these guys, yeah. of something at a high heart rate. Because that's where, you know, my right. own personal, my personal experience uh, was that uh, once I got it to a high heart rate, adrenaline went up, things started to go sideways, even if I felt fine five minutes before that. So I haven't ever seen anything or heard of anything that's used, you know, every day to test these guys. I know like a UPMC, they do stuff like that, but that, those aren't applied to these guys every day when they're trying to get back in the game or whatever. Um, I just think that could be that's something that could be added to these tests that seems relevant, especially in our sport. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I I'm not saying it can't be any better. Um, uh, but um, why don't we ask Coy Gibbs? He knows a lot about concussion, getting knocked out. Like you know, <laughs> he's incapable of having an opinion on it. <laughs> Coy, what do you think? <laughs> You've never uh, been knocked out. <laughs> he's like Hancock. <laughs> he's like Hancock. <laughs> um. No, but like I don't, I don't. I was saying the same thing with like I'm JT. Are you are you with me? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I there's a test, and he passed it. Go ride. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, if you pass the test, it's up to your discretion. Yeah. Well, so, what else can you do? You, but, you have a test, and you pass the test, and it's you know what else right. can you? do? Well, you should have heard Wygant. He's running around like Edward Bernstein, trying to get to the bottom of this. Like, well, if anybody thinks that we're on the cutting edge of we're on the cutting edge of concussion protocols in our sport, and I'm probably going to get blasted by someone for this. I, I just don't think we are. That, that's my personal opinion. I think the test, the, the standardized test you take first that mm-hmm. you're going to draw your baseline from, it's really it's, – there's just no way to know what condition you're in when you take that. So how are you basing – you know, what are yeah, you basing yeah, yeah, that no, on? Yeah, I get you know? that. Yeah, yeah. But so all, every, every result is going to be based off that first baseline test, and if you – don't take that seriously, or you just screw around with it. Everything's thrown off mm-hmm. at that point. So yeah. Well, but we live in a world, and uh, we got. I think there's a uh, Democratic presidential debate right now, and there was probably one a few days ago. The world we live in now is whatever answer you want, you don't care what evidence points the other direction. You already believe what you believe, and you just hate the other side no matter what. So the answer is. He was knocked out. He took a test. He's fine. Well, if people don't believe that, then they're just going to say the test is bogus. That's, that's just how the world works now. Uh, pick any topic you want. Pick any statistic you want to prove yourself right. And if someone that doesn't agree with you will just say, yeah, that's ridiculous. Those statistics are wrong. Or that doesn't well, make that's, sense. That's or they fine, tested but, it the wrong way. Or they forgot this important detail. So yeah, well, he passed the test. Yeah, if, if people think it's ridiculous that he's going to race, they're going to say the test is ridiculous. Okay. Well, in that case, Bernstein, there's nothing you can do. So just let it go. All I could do is ask. And they said, yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't feel good on Sunday. Didn't feel good on Monday. Tuesday started feeling better. Wednesday was pretty much good to go. Mm-hmm. You know, so by Thursday, we were pretty confident. Wow. Took the test on Friday, 5 o'clock, and he passed. And then James said, but I'm, <laughs> James says, but I plan on taking my own test and just seeing how I feel in practice. And if I don't feel good, I'm not going to race. And yeah. then that's exactly what happened. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm sure there's – if you're telling me there's never been dudes forced out to race or whatever when they're not feeling good, I'll, I'll agree with you on that 100 times out of 100. So he's 47 points down if he wants to win this title. Mm, going to be tough. <laughs> well, Ricky did it in round one 10 years ago or whatever. So It'll be in race, Red. Um, all right, anything else? Anything else did I miss? Oh, Nick Way's working with Will Hahn. I don't know if you guys knew that. He's helping Will Hahn out. The two seven. 
So uh, I think you maybe you told me that this week. He's out there. Yeah. Uh, light attendance this week. Wow. Hey, Weech, do you notice that? Oh yeah, yeah. And we got two of these. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody told um, me that. Somebody told me last year the ticket prices were raised, and again, we don't buy tickets, and we're lucky that way, but someone told me again they're really expensive. I don't know if that's it or what's going on, but it was light attendance, man. Are they still doing the targeted pricing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Weird deal. I would think San Diego would be high, especially after as crazy and awesome as yeah. round one was. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a little scary. Best line of the night was uh, the Toyota intermission line, or JT, the Toyota intermission thing where the guys have JGR gear. And then they have the tough blocks, and they got to throw them in the back of a truck. You know what I'm talking about. Right? Have fly, the other guy has fly gear on, just throwing that out there. Yeah, well, because there was – oh, I don't – do they all have the same – or is it the gear that races with? Does, does Barsha just not have A-Star gear down there? Is there never yeah, A-Star gear? There's a, there's a guy with A-Star's gear on for Barsha. There's okay. a guy with well, this fly week, gear on for Pike. This week there was no fly guy. Like, they actually do it for the guys that race, are racing. Okay. So, because um, your athlete was suspended. So, right. there was Moose. For kicking ass. There was Moose, and the guy kind of did look like Phil, and we just like, I think that's Phil. <laughs> and I almost spit my water out because it was like, like, hey, Phil, go put your gear on, put all these, these tough blocks in. Pike's dropping the gate for the wieners, Phil's in the Toyota intermission thing. <laughs> It's just whatever, guys. That's the, second, that's the second time I got to use that joke. When we went to, to talk to Pike after the semi, uh, midway through the race last week, we're all down in the pits. And finally, Coy's like, everybody leave. We turn around. I'm like, let's talk to Nicoletti. And it's the Wiener Schnitzel guy walking up. The oh, like <laughs> in the costume? Yeah, the giant costume is walking back through the pits by itself. The giant costume is walking toward the JGR truck. <laughs> and I'm like, let's get an interview with Phil. See what he said. And everybody understood what that <laughs> Like, poor Phil. Uh. Phil too. Phil's full-time now. He has to ride both races, but he has to fly to Charlotte this week to do the press conference for the USGP on Tuesday just to go back to California because you need somebody, ah, Phil, get on the plane. Go to the press conference. I mean, I love Phil. We all love Phil, but you're going to have a USGP press conference and you're bringing out Nicoletti? I mean... I, I don't even get it. No GP dudes? Like, like Ryan, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, you're not bringing... Okay, I get one JGR guy for sure, but you're... It's kind of standard for USGP anyway, right? It's just par for the course. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Point. Phil, right. Phil Nicoletti. We'll That's... give you a good preview of how the race is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Phil going, That's better than Death Cross. It's better than Death Cross. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Anything else? Is that it? San Diego, Anaheim 2. JT, you're back in this weekend. So. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Weege, anything? Uh, I think we're good. I'll see you this weekend. All right. See you. Racer X podcast presented by uh, Fox Racing. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant. Thanks, guys. See you. See you. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our 
our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled piss and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the 